0: Hello from a very cold time morning. Um, if you're watching the video of this, you can see that um, I'm wearing Christmas colors. That was not planned. Um, but this is my warmest stuff. Like We don't usually have brutally cold winters. This is I mean, it's not actually that cold. I haven't checked the temperature. On, I think we're on the same latitude as Los Angeles, so... Uh, you know, I mean, I've been in LA in the winter, I don't remember ever bundling up this much, but also, Thai homes are built to not hold in heat, so that's part of it, too. Uh, today we're going to speak about a subject that I've wanted to speak about for a while. Um, you know, I speak about subjective reality and subjective perception of time, and I, I when it comes to terms that could be mystical, like the term synchronicity, which is often misused, and I'm going to speak about that in a second. Um, I really love. Uh, bringing it back to the more practical view. And even if we're entertaining in magical thinking, which I'm also going to speak about today, someone actually requested that, um, we need to make sure we're aware of the biases and at least like, know where we are now taking a leap in that gray area. Um, we'll we speak about this. Uh, it's a lot of fun stuff that I want to talk about today. Um, some announcements. Um, if you, Some of you guys got this already. If you've already taken the archetype class, you got a little memo on this, but um I'm re-releasing the archetype class, the 21-day mask and archetype challenge. Um if you don't know what that is, real quick, I I basically I, I dove really deep into Jungian psychology this year. And early this year in June, I felt this call, which I'm gonna speak about too. I felt this internal call to put this into a more practical, uh, usable uh format instead of like, you know. We could all read Carl Jung if we want, if we like reading that stuff. It's all really fascinating. You know, dudes like Jordan Peterson talk about this stuff. A lot of people, I mean, Carl Jung is, people who are into psychology are familiar with Carl Jung. I think specifically, well, I'll get into that later. But, um, yeah, I made the archetype challenge to take these Jungian archetypal principles and apply them to development as a man because what I define as the masculine archetype, which to get out of culturalization, so what masculinity is, the masculine archetype being the set of testosterone-fueled thoughts, feelings, and behaviors that drive our virtues, um, I wanted to put it into a format where we can actually like, all right, here's what archetypes are. Here's how we get in touch with our unconscious. Here's how we use these things, whether it's healing our past traumas, um, dealing with parental woundings that we talk about, the father wound, obviously your male role model imprints, your first culturalization of a masculinity is. Um, It could be multiple men if you're around many uncles or whatever um your relation to the feminine within you within your partners if you date feminine people if you date women this is obviously applicable getting in touch with their dark instincts basically I got I, I took all these Jungian principles and some other um, backgrounds and I put them into a 21 day challenge something I was really proud of because um up until this point for the most part everything I've done uh and put in course format were things that I uh, was like, okay, here's a need people are asking for. I'm going to put it out. But this is the first thing that I was just like, I don't know if anybody in the world is interested in this stuff. Maybe it's like over the head for a lot of people, but I really love it. I think it's important. I'm going to make it. I put it out there and I was really pleased with the response. And um, I mean, yeah, I've been, I'm just, I've just been really humbled by everyone who's like said how much has changed their lives. Actually uh, there's some guys coming to Thailand and, and one, I'm going to, one guy I just met recently um, and I, who just said like it kind of changed his life and like got him to like get rid of his old life inside the matrix and move to Thailand and I was like I was, it was really touched because like wow this is really me following intuition and it actually worked in like the material world which brings us in today's to today's topic so I just to finish the announcement um, I'm relaunching the the I'm re-releasing the archetype class it's been available but um, since June we haven't done it together as a group so. What I'm planning on doing, what we are doing, is this December, um, there's an opportunity for all of us to do it again. I'm going to have a live call next week so everyone can start together. We can go through 21 days because, obviously, it's easier to do the challenges. Any type of challenge we're doing in a group is also a principle we're going to talk about with subjective time. But um, and uh, It's just more fun that way. So I'm going to have live calls in it. There's some other things I'm attaching to it. One thing that is changing and disappearing after this year is that since June, I've been offering a free one-to-one coaching session um, with the course. It's been amazing. You know, I've met a lot of incredible guys that way. Um, it's been really fun for me to connect and like not only give this information and these exercises, but actually speak with you about your life and figure out what's going on for you and help you apply this stuff, whether it's in dating or your purpose or anything, maybe maybe more spiritual or existential than that. It's been a thrill. It's, I've been really grateful to be able to serve in this way. However, I'm kind of running out of, for for various reasons, I can't be, I can't do that in 2020. So, this is just to say, and you know, and a lot of people say last time things like this is this is really just for my own practical sake because I'm working on a book next year. Um, after this period, I won't will not be offering the one-on-one coaching session. So, if you do want to get that one-to-one coaching session, which I normally charge 300 bucks for, you can still get that now. But after this release of the archetype challenge. I will no longer be offering that. I will actually be replacing with something else, which we'll talk about maybe at the end of the video, because I want to jump into the topic, which is hacking synchronicity. So um, funny, I've been meaning to talk about this for a long time, uh, synchronistically, perhaps. Um, As I mentioned, one of the guys, so a few months ago on the podcast, I basically put out an open invitation. If anybody who listens to this stuff wants to come to Chiang Mai and hang out with me, I'll happily hang out with you offer whatever support I can and whatever life you're trying to create it was just like an open invite um I was like I've been very humbled with the amount of messages I got I didn't know if anyone was actually going to show up but this one dude showed up from the archetype class um not going to say his name I mean I don't don't know if he minds but I'm just not going to say it um but yeah I mean we ended up speaking about a lot of the things I've been thinking about which maybe it's not that much of a coincidence because he just took the archetype class but it kind of inspired me to like okay like the synchronicity thing I have to talk about it so before we jump into the potentially mystical sides of things, um, what is synchronicity? So synchronicity is something that gets thrown around a lot, especially in more spiritual settings. Um, uh, it's very, it, a lot of, often gets used in, in the same way serendipity is, which is like, I don't know, some, like some sort of divine occurrence. Um, but a lot of people don't realize that it was actually coined by psychologist Carl Jung, and a synchronicity, very simply, it's not necessarily a mystical term. A synchronicity is simply when your internal experience um, resonates with the meaning you assign to an external experience. So, it could be it could be um, meaningful. It, it, like it could be it could be a random like magical thing. Like you think about someone, like they call you. Like we've we've most people like have, have situations like that. I'm a very um, staunch. Uh, uh, atheists might say like, oh, well, that's just confirmation bias. Like, that's just a random occurrence and you assign this meaning. Both of those things could be true. Either one of those things could be true. But to Carl Jung, they're both synchronicity. It doesn't actually matter because we're going to talk about subjective reality a lot. If in your subjective reality, you were thinking of someone and they happen to call you and you decided that those things are connected, like though, that, even if you don't think it's because of that, but like it, it has some meaning to you, that resonance, that is a synchronicity whether or not it's magical even if it is a coincidence it's still a synchronicity and why this is important is because as we're going to speak about today a lot of this stuff i mean a lot of m- much of reality is what you create but down to the material side of things like um i was just speaking about how i had this internal thing and it was met by the outside like i put out this thing i believed in and it got positive feedback from the world that is also a synchronicity of a sense and why this matters and, and i should before i dive into the, breaking down the the subject like why why does this matter other than just like the fun of magical stuff it's like because again it's not magical it's like in the reality creation in in creating your in the life you experience both the subjective experience and how you choose to perceive things but also like what you actually experience like whether it's the people you date or the amount of money you make or the adventures you have a lot of this is um we can say bendable or like we, we have a lot more influence over what we experience than most of us realize. Even if you look at things from a purely rational uh, place and as far as subjective experience um, when we, you know, i yeah, you know, I don't, I don't love the term hack, but that's just what I use for the titleless video. Like when we hack synchronicity, we can make things happen faster and I'm going to try to switch back and forth between um, like the magical law of attraction type terms, but also like just real terms. So uh, the first principle, and this, what actually inspired me to make this video today, was I met this guy who came out to Chiang Mai mostly to hang out with me, which I'm very humbled and honored by. I um, uh, he was he said something like because I was like kind of surprised. I mean, I guess I forget. I like, I don't mean to downplay anything, but like I was just kind of surprised that something I put out online was able to change uh, like, totally uproot his life. And like you know, that is not related to the video, but. Um, it basically, he was explaining why, and he was. He said to me this this line that like really resonated for me. Like, you know, I just met this guy. I, I only know him through the internet. I didn't really know who he was. He said to me, um, "I got this feeling after I took the archetype challenge that I had to accept this call to adventure." Which is obviously terminology from Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey. It's terminology I use a lot. Uh, what's up, Raul um, uh, for the For people on the live stream feel free to, to, to ask questions or chime in I know there's a delay on the live comments um but anyway he said I had to accept the call to adventure and I was actually speaking to another guy uh, who who actually came out in a different setting I was speaking to him like sometimes I've, I've sometimes all you have are bold moves like if you remember my my cult story if you if you happen to listen or watch to that you know I was, I was speaking you know telling it in the form of a hero's journey which was what my experience and one of the, the, the first stages in the hero's journey is you get the call to adventure. So like in fiction, in Lord of the Rings, um, and oh, and the call to adventure itself is a synchronicity in that internal experience is met by the outside world. So in fictional stories, it's very obvious. Like in Lord of the Rings, Frodo has this urge to see the world. And then at that time period, Gandalf shows up and literally invites him on a quest. It's not always going to be that explicit, especially not in real life. Um, in Star Wars... Same exact thing, like Luke Skywalker wants to see the world, and then the Empire kills his family, and he ha- he has to now go on this quest, right? In real life, it's not always going to be that dramatic. It's not going to be that obvious, but when you have a feeling that you want to do something uh, and there's an opportunity for it, uh, that is a call to adventure in itself. Just the fact that an opportunity pops up or you recognize an opportunity that maybe was always there, but you didn't notice it until you felt it, like you feel this thing, you recognize this opportunity, that is a synchronicity. Is also a call to adventure, and here's the the takeaway from this first piece: When you say yes to the call to adventure, good shit always happens, right? Um, hey, what's up, guys? Oh yeah, you guys are. Um, I'm just responding to a comment. I uh, you guys are at the Fearless Summit in Miami, I assume. Um, so what up to whoever's watching this from over there? Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, if you are, uh, if you actually say yes to the call to adventure, things always happen, and this is like uh, to going another thing, I my life lately has been very rapidly escalating in a good way. In fact, like like from big things like to the place I live and like career opportunities and my relationships, like random things. You follow me on Facebook, you know. I I was uh, I put out this random thing that I wanted to have a, a pet goat, and then like within within hours, someone offered us a goat, which I thought was ridiculous. Like things have been happening really fast, and yes, it could be confirmation bias, but like. When you say yes to those feelings and you take action on those little feelings, even if it's a micro call to adventure, you always, uh, things happen, things come to you faster. And this I mean, you can, you can mystify this like, oh yeah, like the universe is coming out to meet you. Or you can be like, like, this is self-fulfilling prophecy. And now you're priming your subconscious to look for opportunities. This is not like, you know, this is not like a crazy idea, but it's so critical you say yes to the call to adventure because... Obviously, there's no fictional story where the hero says no because otherwise there wouldn't be a story. And in your life, in your own personal hero's adventure, hero's journey, whether it's like a long-term thing or like a personal problem you're trying to solve or like uh, an internal growth opportunity that you want to take advantage of, if you say no, it's not as simple as you missed out on that one opportunity. What happens, and I've seen this time and time again in in guys I speak to one-on-one or in classes or just people I know, if you say no to the call it does not only does it not come around for again for a while but you actually end up going backwards it's like you can't there's no like there's no staying still and when it comes to your life like if you have this feeling to like pursue an artistic pursuit or to start a business or to go somewhere else or to, uh, to even something as small as asking out a woman or saying hello to a person that you meet. Like if you've had that feeling and the opportunity presents itself and you don't act on it, you actually go backwards and your ability to act on things reduces and your and your ability to recognize opportunities or for opportunities to even appear in your subjective fields reduces. Like there's no, there's no standing still. It's either you move very much forward or you move backwards like that's kind of the rule and like maybe I can't prove this is one of those things I can't prove so we have maybe have to mystify it but I've seen this every time you say no to the call things slow down and maybe even stop for you you say yes to the call things happen so rapidly like life creation is not incremental for a lot of things it's like maybe you push on something you push on something you push on something and then zoom like if you do yoga uh, I know one of my yoga teacher friends was just on watching a second ago. Like. I've seen this in myself and a lot of people, and maybe there's, someone can explain this with the fascia better than I. I'm just going to use this analogy: like if you're in a yoga pose and you can't, like you're very inflexible in the pose, it doesn't incre- You know, your flexibility doesn't incrementally increase. Like anyone who does yoga over time will, will tell you, like, yeah, like I, I just couldn't, I couldn't do downward dog, I couldn't do downward dog, I couldn't do downward dog, and then one day after like a month of doing yoga, I was able to go like 45 degrees more than before that that happens all the time it even happens with strength which i'm a little more familiar with like strength gains are not incremental that i cannot explain better because of the way muscle fibers but I, um, that's not the point sorry that's not the point of this video um growth is not incremental it's exponential and like you have to take advantage of those opportunities which is why i'm so big on these critical moments like we call them critical moments or calls to adventure moments or synchronicities it's like because that's the other thing about synchronicity even if it's all in your head and you're making the meaning yourself if you If you recognize something like, oh, shit, this thing on the outside in my outside world is matching this thing I was feeling or thinking about, it matters. It's subjective, but it matters. And if you say yes to it, the next thing will reveal itself a lot faster. If you say no to it, things will slow down. And um, which is why when the the guy that I I just met, I just met him for Juice like two days ago at this point, um, when he said, like, I had to accept the call to adventure, like, it was, honestly it was like a trippy moment. Like I felt like we we're in this noisy juice bar. And I feel like everything disappeared, and like something like zoomed in. It was like, oh, this is this in itself is a critical moment. This guy is reminding me of a truth, um, and I'm very happy for him because I know with 100 certainty that things, the things that he's trying to create or the things that he's looking for, are going to come to him faster because that's what happens. I think, and the reason why I might talk about this more next week, but like the reason why we're so drawn to hear the hero's journey in fiction. One of the reasons at least is that uh, some part of our our archetypal subconscious recognizes that when you when you go through this type of monomyth format, like call to adventure, meeting a mentor, confronting the, the demons, belly of the beast, the magical flight, and then you got you come back to where you started. When you when you when you when you go on a journey like this, it happens really fast. Like this is how growth happens. Like and that's why every Marvel movie follows that format, because that's just like that it's so deeply rooted in our unconscious that this is how growth happens. Like if you follow this structure, we love watching it on in movies, because we some part of us recognizes, Oh, if I do this exact thing, things are going to happen for me quickly. So I kind of skipped over the time thing. We all know that, um, you know, there's a lot of cliches, like time flies when you're having fun, um, when you're bored, time crawls, um, when you're kind of in the zone, like in in like, I'll, I'll say, speak for myself right now, when I'm in the zone in life right now, and for whatever reason I am right now, like the things I want or the things I talk about or the things I'm just thinking about, like seems to be happening really, really fast. Like um, to use a mystical lens, uh, Esther Hicks calls it momentum. Like when you have momentum, things happen. This is an exponential growth thing. And I look back at my last couple of months, like, man, life happened so quickly for me in the last, like, let's say four months and I look, but I look back, it's like I packed in so much life. It's like I did so many things in the last couple months. There has been periods in my life where, you know, when you're stuck, you know, a year will go by. And it's like, fuck, I didn't really move anything in a year. And a lot of this comes to like saying yes to these small micro-adventures, like uh, calls to adventure. Like um, for an analogous thing, which is very directly related, when, when guys ask me about how to tap into their desire when it comes to, let's say um, – connecting with women or, uh, instinctual seduction. I sometimes call it like, like how do I get in touch with that? Like intuition or that, that, that feeling or your guys who have like really low sex drives and they're wondering why, like, how do I get in touch with my desire? Same exact process. Like when you feel a small desire, even if it's, even if your desire is so quiet that, um, all you can feel is like, Oh, I'm kind of thirsty right now. Or I kind of feel like lying down or like, I'm kind of interested in watching this thing. Even if it's really small, the way to make it bigger is to say yes to the thing and like move in that direction, and then the next thing it's like an analogy I use in the archetype challenge is your instinct is like a little animal inside of you. Like actually in your brain, your reptilian and paleo mammalian nervous systems are not that different than let's say a dog. So like that is like, it's kind of an animal inside of you, and when you say keep saying no to the animal, the animal like gets starved. It like kind of contorts. It's like you're shoving it in a cage. Whereas when you slowly say yes to the small impulses, it now feels more courageous to say bigger impulses. And this is the same exact way intuition works. Like intuition, desire, your courage—they're all related. They're all like maybe different sides of the same thing. With intuition, like let's say I'll, I'll use a setting I, I often apply this to. Let's say connecting with women, men, men, seduction, whatever. Um, if even if you're like totally clueless with women, or you're, you're totally um, you totally lack confidence in your intuition, but you're with a woman whether it's like you know on a date or just in a first-time interaction or something, and you have like this small intuition, I think I should talk about this, or I think I should do this, or like, I remember one of the first times, this is when I was doing like very left-brain pickup stuff, but I was somehow connecting with this. I remember being in a bar, and I was with some dating coach, I won't say his name, but like he was telling me to do all these canned of routines, and I was like feeling dead inside, feeling dead inside, like I feel like a robot. And I was speaking to some woman, I was like remembering what the, the coach said I should do next, but instead I was like, I don't know why, but I feel this urge that I should put my arm around her right now. And I've never, like, had, like, this feeling, but I was, like, I'm just gonna do it, and I did it, and, like, she, like, just, like, melted into me, and everything, like, rapidly escalated. Like, it was the first time the first time I did a lot of things with a woman in a bar that time. And, like, the point is, like, it's like that was a signal from my much smarter subconscious, my instinct. Like this is exactly what you should do. Forget about all that heady stuff, like stop planning and like here's what you should do. And because I listened to it, the next intuition was louder and clearer. The next thing was louder and clearer. And like you can apply this to like the macro level. Like if you don't know what to do with your life. Saying yes to those little things of like this is what feel, this is what kind of feels right. If you do that, the next signal you get from your unconscious, from your instincts, from your archetypal unconscious, will be louder and clearer. It's like the signal either gets stronger or or it gets weaker, it it doesn't stay the same. So like these moments where you feel that is so important. Um, The next piece, like that's the first piece is saying yes to call to adventure increases the opportunities for synchronicity. Um, And again, it doesn't matter whether it's confirmation bias or like the universe is actually conspiring for you, the result is the same, right? Um, Gonna let this airplane go while I sip my tea. All right. The second piece. Um, I'm going to let just, just talk over this airplane. Hopefully you can't hear it. The second piece, and this is actually related to after I did my cult videos, um, at my cult storytelling about when I was in the sex cult. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go check my podcast or my, my YouTube clips. Um, someone asked about, like, are there benefits to magical thinking? And I think he was specifically asking about, like, when I was living in my own cult house, like I was running my own community, there was a lot of magical thinking. And what was interesting on top of that was that there was a group of people all applying magical thinking, all believing and entertaining the same set of beliefs. And because of that, we started perceiving things more together. Because, like, um, you know, uh, my buddy Ken Blackman uh, wrote a, a great bit about this. And he didn't invent this idea, but, like, when, when, you, when you're one person perceiving something, you have a perception. When there's two people perceiving the same thing, like we both perceive this cup is here, now we have a sense of reality. When there's three people, and I'm, I'm botching what he said, but when, when there's three people, for instance, there's confirmation. Like there's no way, I mean, if, if three people all perceive this as yellow, there's, we can pretty much say, say it's yellow. Um, so as far as like uh, magical thinking or, or believing in something new. Because like when it comes to our subjective experience, yes, I mean, if we all decide this is blue, we really have to be fighting against objective reality, right, like if you're seeing this as yellow, the pigment of this cup vibrates at the frequency of yellow, like it's like it's a big jump. But with something less material like, um, is that piece of artwork good or, or stupid? Is uh, this a good idea or a bad idea? Is uh, she attracted to you or not? Are, are you, friends with me or not, like these things that are, are way more abstract and way more, or um, way less, like way less concrete, right? Like these perceptions that can be bent much more easily, like is uh, this political candidate the right fit for president or not? These things, when one person perceives it, it's just a perception. When more people perceive it, it becomes more real. And we're actually creating reality this way. Like if everyone in America believes that Trump is... The man he is the man right because like that and like the concept of being the man or like being an awesome person is completely subjective anyway but if we all if like critical mass of people believe this thing it becomes reality because like that's that's how it is like that's as far as like the magicalness has to go which is not very magical so when it comes to like um, oh this is why like uh this is a bit of i might make another video on this but like so much of our reference group affects our perceptions, like when a guy is trying to change his reality, and we actually, I spoke about this a little bit with, uh, with I mean, I've been speaking about this a lot, um, when, when a guy is trying to see uh, change his reality, I've seen this a lot in my clients, and they're like perceiving things in a new way, and they're like, okay, I'm seeing my confidence, I'm feeling my feelings, I'm going for what I want, I'm talking to women, I'm you know exploring my business ideas, and um, all of his friends from back when he was a weak, small person, uh, still see him as a weak, small person, it becomes very hard. Like you're fighting against a lot of inertia because he, and even if, even if it's not that, even if they don't judge him, even if like it's simply all of his friends, all his entire reference group lives mediocre, boring lives where they don't believe in going after what you want and they don't believe in having the nice things and they just like accept mediocrity. They accept a low fidelity reality. Um, It becomes very hard for someone to Shift to a high fidelity reality because even if he believes and he's trying really hard, he's getting all of these inputs from these other people that are making up his reality. Like, if I'm trying really hard to see this as blue and you all see this as yellow, it's really hard for me. It's equally, almost equally as hard as like if I'm seeing myself as this powerful person who can create his reality and everyone I know is like, what are you talking about? You can't do that. It becomes so hard because even if I'm like super powerful, in quotes it's like, I'm a social animal. I can't, it's not that it can't, but it's very difficult to fight against it. And if you're like, if you're in a transition period where you're shifting from low fidelity to high fidelity, it, like you're, you're shifting from like boringness to exciting, excitement. Um, it, it's very challenging, which is why the second key to hacking synchronicity and I'll talk about what, what this has to do with time also is like getting around people who, can see things in the same way as you doesn't mean that you've all accomplished something. I mean, obviously have I'm sure you've heard the thing, like your income is the average of the five people you hang out with may or may not be true all the time, but certainly your perceptions of reality are basically the average of the people you hang out with the most. So like, it doesn't mean that you, if you want to be rich, your friends have to be rich, but if you want to be rich, it really behooves you if your friends value the process of gaining wealth. If your friends are just like, yeah, I'm broke, whatever, it's going to be very hard for you to fight against that because that's what's going to, in, it's going to incept your perception of normal. If all of your, if you're trying to work on your dating life and all of your friends are, are MGTOW dudes or all of your friends uh, date below their value and whatever, like, and if you want to, like, date really attractive people, it's going to be really hard for you to fight against that because the norm that you see, the norm that you perceive and is incepted into your subconscious is it's normal to not have what you want, right? So it's so important. It doesn't mean you have to break up from your friends or you don't have to like avoid your family. Although sometimes, you know, if you really want to make a drastic change in reality, I do recommend to people like, it doesn't mean like cut your friends off, you know, whatever. But it's like if you know that they're bringing you down, if you know that they're incepting Low vibes or low fidelity into your into your subconscious. You need to spend at least more time with other people. And in, I'll speak for myself. I mean, my friends kind of criticize me because I do talk about that. I still love my friends I grew up with, and I do hang out with them when I'm you know. But like, the truth is, like, I I know for myself, like at least myself, I was not strong enough mentally to fight against their inertia of like them accepting a certain lifestyle which is fine for them but it's not wasn't okay for me to like stay in corporate america and just like live a regular life like that was not cool enough for me which is one of the reasons why i put out that open invitation to anyone who wants to just hang out with me like i'm not necessarily teaching anybody anything if you come to chiang mai and hang out with me i'm not gonna like coach you necessarily um i mean that's an option but like the thing i'm willing to offer is just, like hang out with me if i can like incept just like my normal life which is pretty exciting if you want to have a life like mine I'm I'm willing to hang out with you because it doesn't, you know, it doesn't affect me. It's kind of fun for me, but uh it can possibly accept uh that for you. Because like that, that was the, the case for myself. Like one of the benefits of me being in the cult was that I was around all these people who who at least had the virtues and the values that I had. So these two things that 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 these two keys, if you will, that lead to hacking synchronicity, meaning like you 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 give the world opportunities to meet you. It's like it's kind of like um, <clears throat> I mean some people don't like that I use this analogy, but it's like if you if you have this right way of being, if you are taking advantage of every time you have a call to adventure internally or externally, if you're taking op- advantage of the opportunities, if you're meeting reality, like you're meeting her, if you think of reality as a woman, if you're a guy, if you're just straight guys, it's not a hard thing to. If you think of reality as this woman that you're engaging with, if you if you meet the the signals that she gives back to you, she gives you more signals. And like that's how uh reality, like you know, quote unquote opens her legs for you or like or like meets you or opens her heart for you. You know, if you want a less screwed, like you know, and then you can you really feel like because I'm sure all of you have experienced at some point in your life, maybe by accident or whatever, uh, you're just like in the zone. And like everything you do like just like matches with like with like what you're meeting. Like it's like it's exactly what the flow state is. Your confidence level is meeting the every challenge. That is not something that happens randomly. That's something you can control, and the first step is uh, accepting those calls to adventure, listening to those instincts, and meeting when you see a synchronicity, even if it's a tiny one. Like I was thinking about this thing, and I happens to pop up on my my, my searches, or like you know, I was talking about this thing, and I hear over here a conversation. Follow that thread. Like that is the white rabbit. Like you are not going to find. Trinity is not going to show up to your door with an invitation to join uh, to get hop out of the matrix it's never gonna be that explicit but you will find things that are metaphorically like that like the the things that I just example I just mentioned like you uh you're thinking about this thing and like you see this book in, in the bookstore about this exact subject buy that book like that matters it's important because that will certainly lead you to something especially like if you're if I, I talked about this a, a few weeks ago like if you're if you don't really know what to do with your life you're like I don't really know, like I have no direction. Just find the smallest thing that you think is interesting, right? Because it's like kind of like poking a hole in like this, uh, like if, if you're apathetic, for instance, it can sometimes feel like if, you're, if your emotions are shut down, it can feel like your desire is like, there's like a wall between you. But every once in a while, like there'll be like a little crack and like maybe a little bit of light comes through. And it's like very small. It might be just like, yeah, I'm like randomly interested in MMA or like for some reason, like I'm, I'm randomly interested in, in I uh, I don't know. French culinary skills. I don't know. Like if, even if it's like random, like I don't know where it came from, or maybe it came from like this random other sign. It doesn't matter where it comes from. You just like, get this little sliver of like, oh, this is like, like that is the building block of intuition. So you you poke at that sliver and see where it takes you. Like you you read that book, you 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 go to that thing, you you say hello to that person, because that is always going to lead you to the next thing, and the next thing is going to come at you louder and clearer. The second piece is it's so critical that you associate with like-minded individuals at least people who want the same thing as you or have similar values um there are dangers to this obviously groupthink. but like one of the reasons why cults are so beneficial to some people is that you get to finally be around people and I'll speak for myself I'm not saying anyone should join a cult but like when I joined the cult I was around people who really believed in certain things that I believed in or interested in certain things I was into and because of that, by itself, not necessarily because of the call, because there's a lot of negatives, but because of that experience, that that community of like people who were willing to perceive the world in the way that I wanted to perceive my reality, they wanted to create a reality similar to one that I wanted to create for myself. Things happen so friggin' fast, and like solution. Anyway, I, I could I could keep going on that, but that's that's basically it. The last thing, and I'm gonna this is the last key, and I might make another video on this by itself later. Um, relates to what I was just saying about poking the the hole in the veneer uh, of, that, that's blocking you from reality or, you know, the facade. Because uh, it's just paper mache, right? Like, there's actually you can just punch through it, but it's kind of hard when you can't feel anything, um, is realm of control. A lot of guys I meet who are stuck talk about, like, again, like, not knowing what to do. And, like, there's so many things. Like, I try to do the right thing, but, like, just nothing happens. That's going to happen, of course, because unless you're really unplugged i mean there's no one even someone who is super masterful you're no one's like such a good i mean to use mystical terms, like such a good manifester that everything goes your way and like that there's everything within your control in fact if you look at things spiritually and i'm definitely going to speak about this next week if you look at things spiritually uh If everything went your way, life would be kind of boring. Like imagine watching a movie where the hero just gets everything he wants. Like that's friggin' boring. That's not not entertaining. Like we need problems to overcome, right? Um, So like there's going to always be things outside of your control. Like you can do everything perfectly in talking to a woman you're attracted to and she might have some other thing. She might still be in love with her ex-boyfriend. Can't control it, right? You might do everything perfectly in this business deal and there's some other market force you can't control and, you know, things don't go your way. Like there's always going to be things out of your control, but there's always something within your realm of control. And this is like, you may have heard this in positive psychology. People who, who see things with a internal locus control are typically happier. Like they believe that they can control the reality more than reality controls them. It's a, it's, it leads to a happier person, but there's also something like, again, we're going to hacking synchronicity. There is something about creating opportunities for yourself and, and gaining momentum and giving the woman that is reality an opportunity to come to you instead of chasing her all the time um it's related to step one but it's a little different like when you when you say <clears throat> when you have completely max out what you have control over well, even if it's a very small thing uh that realm always expands but you have to max it out like i remember there's this uh one of the books that i really like that's from um what eventually became known as the Law of Attraction in our modern era, era uh, the science of getting rich, which is really less about money and more about positive thinking and against a lot of stuff that we're talking about here. Not even positive thinking, but like using your mind effectively to create opportunities for yourself. He was say, he had gave this example about how the bat was the bat, like the animal, the bat was created by squirrels who tried to jump from tree to tree, and they're trying to jump beyond their physical, muscular ability to jump. And over time, this encouraged their bodies to, to mutate and evolve generation by generation where they got the flying squirrel. So they developed a membrane to fly farther, they can like pick up a current and make it further from tree to tree. And that eventually evolved and mutated into what we have as a bat, like the bat is basically a rodent that has membranes that it can fly on, like that's what created the bat. Same thing with with life. You know, he, he used that as an analogy for what I'm about to say. And actually, I'll, I'll say this like another. I, I just was speaking about this with a with a guy who was needed dating advice, and he's at the point where he can't approach. Like he does his best, but like he just like he'll see a woman. Like he's actually a pretty good looking guy. So like women will look at him sometimes, and he just can't. He can't even say hello. He feels that shut down. I'm like, okay, if that's beyond your control. Because I understand that. Like most of my youth I was just like unable to talk to people. I would mean well. I'd, mean, I'd even think of things to say in advance but like my mouth just would not open right or my eyes would just like look away and I was like I'm trying so hard to make eye contact I couldn't do it. Um, it was beyond my realm of control at the time. The thing is though if you accept that again just like the call to adventure you stunt right nothing happens. But if you fully max out, it's just like the squirrel jumping from branch to branch, if you fully max out what you are able to do, it's going to move. And <clears throat> the example I gave to this guy was like when I was trying to overcome my fear. I think someone just shot a gun outside. I don't know how hunting works here. Um, <clears throat> uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So there's this one time I was like, I just invested a bunch of money in like hiring dating coaches. and then, But I still couldn't like approach by myself. And I was like, wow, like, I'm such a fuck. I mean, I had a lot of negative thinking. I had a lot of negative things I said to myself. But I remember this one day that sp- like really shifted things for me. I was like, I was it was a, I think it was spring break or something. It was some break from I was in college or some break. And near where my parents live, there's this, not even near, it's like maybe an hour from where my parents live. Because my parents live out in the suburbs. I stay with my parents because it's some college break. Out in the suburbs, maybe an hour drive, <clears throat> there was this thing called the Nautical Mile. It's in Long Island, where uh, it's a whole mile of bars. And it's like really happened. It must have been the summer. It's really happened in the summer. And I was like, I'm going to go to the Nautical Mile, and I'm going to approach everybody. It's like, I have spent all this money. I spent all this time. I'm going to approach everybody. I need to get over this thing. So I drove out there, you know, I dressed up, I, you know, whatever. I drove out there and I I walked I walked the mile and there's all these women everywhere. And I was like, I'm going to talk to everyone. I tried to talk to her. No, I couldn't. I tried to talk to her. It's like, I literally, but like for whatever reason, this time I was so like maybe angry at myself that I didn't give up on it. I was like, I'm going to, every time I saw someone, I'm going to talk to her and then like I mean, my, body, my body would just shut down. It was like a, it was an involuntary response. And there's reasons for that that I'll talk about maybe some other times, like not I don't want to make this too long. But I, I kept talking. It was like I, every time I remember this one, there was these. This was, it was a very crowded like, – there was like these two women walking right behind me uh, the entire way. And I think I even said something. Like, there's some reason why like if I if, if I was me now, I would be like, oh, this was like a very easy opportunity to talk to someone. But I just – I couldn't. I was like I walked like maybe half of the mile like and I just couldn't get myself to – it was beyond my realm of control. But as I was like, kept trying as far as I could do internally – so I ended up walking two whole miles. I walked the entire mile one way of the beach and I walked the entire mile back and I didn't talk to anybody except for like maybe one hostess. I said, oh, do you know where the, do you know where, bar-? I said something stupid. Like, do you know where bars are? She's like, you're on a mile of bars. Like, what are you talking about? Um, and I, so I went home and I felt humiliated because I I tried, I put in my best effort and like for some reason I just couldn't do this thing that I was trying to do. But after that, Everything somehow changed. It's like it's like kind of what I was talking about before. Like you stretch, you stretch, you stretch in, in yoga, like nothing moves, nothing moves. And all of a sudden everything moves. It's like I had pushed, I had finally, I'd finally gone up to my limit of what I could control. And it's like the realm moved. Because like the next time I went out, I was able to talk to, to people and like way easier. I think the next time I talked to everyone in the bar, or whatever. It just like basically you have to max out what you can control. And then more opportunities will come to you. It's almost like if you want to look at it mystically, it's like the universe will not give you more than you can handle until you handle everything that you can't handle It's so like my suggestion to everyone whether you're doing dealing with this with dating or relationships or just or, or life or business or trying to figure out what to do with your life max out everything that's within your control before you complain that things don't go your way <clears throat> um, and then certainly things will eventually go your way like maybe it's just like your, your realm of control, Bumps to the next level, and now you can. I mean, and I'll speak for myself. Like a lot of my challenges in the last couple years, especially post being in the cult, I left with a lot of financial troubles. Like there's a lot of things out of my control, but this is just a lesson I've learned recently by like really maxing out everything I can do money wise has kind of like shifted what's possible in a very rapid way. Because like the whole point of this whole hacking synchronicity thing that I want to talk about was that. it's not just about like, yeah, you take advantage of opportunities. It's like, can you create opportunities to exponentially jump? Right. Cause like, again, you know, pick your analogy, fitness, stretching, social skills, like the, the growth is never incremental. The work is incremental. Like you keep putting in maybe the same amount of work, the same number of reps, but the the gains are exponential. If you take advantage for all, if you accept the calls to adventure, if you find a group of people that instead of incepting you with a, a low fidelity reality they accept you with a equally high fidelity reality and the third thing is like taking advantage of everything within your control uh, before you complain about anything that's not in your control um, I think that's it I'm gonna leave some time oh look at that I have some questions uh, I, all right someone said um, forgot exactly what I said We said about growth yeah yeah okay the guy who I was speaking to is like it's not incremental um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I said this already, but yeah, basically, yeah, growth is not the work, the input. The, the the thing that you come from the inside and try to meet reality with, that can be incremental. It's like, all right, I lift this much this time. I talk to this many people this time. I put in this much work this time. I get up at this time. But the growth is, if you keep doing that, the gains you get keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But just like I said right in the beginning of this video, if you say no to the call of adventure, if you see, if you like feel this thing and the opportunity presents itself, and you deny it, if you think, oh, it's not possible, I'll do it next year, I'll do whatever, not only does it not come back, you actually go backwards. And um, that fucking sucks. And that, that that's like the overall message I'm trying to get across is like, if you have a goal or a desire that seems very far away, you'll be surprised at how how fa- like if you're looking at things like in normal time like oh yeah you know i i grew this much in this month so if i want to grow six times more it's going to take six more months no it might only take one more month it might only take one more month if you take advantage of these synchronistic opportunities that will present themselves i think you know like with the archetype stuff you know ever since i started talking about archetypes and like started like thinking about archetypes my dream recollection has become like so vivid And a lot of the guys I speak to, like just just even talking about archetypes, like like a lot of my clients are like, yeah, you know, I remember my dreams better. And we just talked about it. We didn't like even do anything. Or like a lot of the guys in the archetype class, the reason why in the archetype challenge, I offer this bonus dream interpretation guide is like so many guys in that first round when I released the archetype challenge, a lot of guys were messaging me like, yo, dude, I'm remembering my dreams really vividly all of a sudden, like, what's the deal? The simple explanation is you're priming your subconscious to remember it. But like, these opportunities present themselves a lot faster than you expect. So if you feel like you're in a rut, if you feel so far away, just take advantage of what's in front of you because the next thing will happen sooner. Uh, Let's see if there's any other questions. Uh, Last question I'm gonna answer, I mean, not the last, if there's more questions, I'm gonna answer them. Um, Someone asked, uh, my girlfriend's really emotional, we're one minute, and the next minute I wanna tell her to leave. Uh, I don't know if that's related to this necessarily. I um, I say that's related to grounding your reality as the masculine pole in a sexually polarized relationship. your Your role is to like stay solid and and hold fast to the, actually what is related is hold fast to the reality that things are okay. And like, if she goes to the extremes of things are amazing, things are terrible back and forth. Your job is to maintain, like, if this cup is yellow. I know you think it's orange. I know you think it's blue. I know if you think it's green. One second to the next, but I'm telling you, no, not that you're telling. Like I'm asserting that it's yellow, and eventually she can settle back into you because if you're dating a feminine person, that's kind of part of the test. Like she's testing to you if you can stay solid when she has emotions for instinctual reasons. Like if you could do that, then she can trust that you'll stay solid when she's pregnant, for instance. Um, yeah. All right. So last thing I want to say is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I said this a little bit. I'm just, I want to say a little more about the Archetype Challenge is being re-released. Um, if you're already in the class, you actually got an email about this new thing that we're doing. Um, just one important thing is that after this release of the class, this is December 2019 right now, December 9th for me because I'm in Monday, I'm in the future. Um, I, this is the last time I'm going to be offering the one-to-one coaching session for free with the class. So if you sign up now, you will still get that. But for like some of the, some priorities I have in 2020, I won't be able to do that anymore. I do love doing that. But I just can't. And uh, what I am going to replace that with is I've been. I was really thinking about this hard because um, I was like, man, you know, I love you know I love creating online programs and I love sharing information. I love doing this, for instance. But I also really love interacting with people for real. In fact, I really I really miss interacting with people live. I live a remote lifestyle, so internet's kind of necessary. But like one of the reasons why I really love doing these Facebook lives, even though like sometimes there's a lot of people watching, sometimes there's not, and I end up putting in I guess a recorded version, it's like just knowing that I can kind of interact with real people is really fun for me. And I believe is more more useful to other people. I mean when I'm a consumer of type of this stuff, like it does feel better when it's live rather than recording. And then also with like, you know, one thing with a lot of the guys in the archetype challenge who joined back in June, I noticed like you know, there was a, lo- a loss of momentum for a lot of guys. Specifically for point two that I talked about, point two that I talked about today is like if they're surrounded by a, a reference group of guys who see things, if it's like they they accept a mediocre reality where they work dumb jobs and their dating life is bleh and everything's bleh like it's really hard to fight against that and if you don't know anyone who's really into like moving shit who's like really into like living a high fidelity reality meaning like you're you're really at a high level of truth internally and you're really at a high level of like at least like doing your best to meet the stuff that reality gives you and like live a quality life and have the best things smell the best smells eat the best food be with the best Partners, you know, like that kind of thing. It's really hard to create that for yourself. So, my solution to both of these problems is that I am creating like an in- inner circle. And this is actually inspired by one of the guys. Actually, two of the guys in the archetype challenge. Um, the name is called the Subversalist Inner Circle. It's um, subversalism is a term we've made up. Like you're subverting mediocre reality. You're subverting boringness. And uh, it's uh, it's a it's a, a community where twice a week we have group live group coaching uh once a month after the archetype challenge uh there's a uh, there's another mission and lesson that builds off of that so that you can continually keep your momentum going right and there's no reason why a lot of guys like have these connections to their unconscious and then after the 21 days they're like uh they kind of lose momentum i don't want that to happen so that's part of this and um and it also comes with um uh more live events once a quarter. So every three months, I'm going to be doing a live event that's free for everyone in the Subversalist inner circle. And then once a year, I'm going to be doing um, a live retreat. This retreat is going to be at least a week long in Europe in August. It's going to be a rite of passage into the anima, which is the the feminine side of the psyche. So it is for men only, Um, masculine individuals trying to connect with their feminine side. And it's going to be what I expect to be a pretty intense pilgrimage and um all of those things are included and you get a free month if you join the archetype class now so if you join the archetype class now you get the free 1-on-1 coaching session which will be gone at the end of oh very soon and then you also get um the free month in what the new replacement things so like right now if you join you get both and if you already took the archetype class you actually I'm going to I don't I'm going to grandfather you in and give you the free month as well because I don't want anyone to miss out on something because they joined too early so that is all if you have questions um you know hit me up but the the link to that is uh i actually haven't promoted it yet so the page might not even be completely full but you can uh you can go to rondo.com slash archetype it has all of that and like i said that link doesn't work i'll try to fix that uh le- oh, it does work now like i said uh now you can get the archetype class and still get the free coaching bonus which will be expiring in a couple weeks and get the free month in what my new exciting project is, which is the first is in a circle. We get to meet in person a few times a year if you want, and also lots of awesome community, and this opportunity to be around other like-minded individuals who can accept a reality with these high-fidelity uh, principles and values so that we can all see the cup, whatever color we want, um, but I have it be, you know, real in real life. So that's all. Thanks for watching. Thanks for the questions. Uh, and I think it's warm enough that I can take off my Christmas attire. So see you later, folks.